Welcome to All In Uncensored with Ryan and Brian. Well, here we are, Ryan. Our very first episode, we're super excited to welcome our audience here. And in this episode, we're going to be sharing with you not only what our show will be about, you as the audience, um, but about the who, where, what, and why of Ryan and Brian and why we're bridging the gap to homeownership. So we hope you will take some time to tune in to this episode and future episodes. Heck yeah. All in Uncensored. All in Uncensored. We're here. So All in Uncensored, like, tell me what that name means to you. All in Uncensored to me is we're just going to be all in on all subjects. Um, we have a tagline of bridging the gap to homeownership, but the All in Uncensored to me is just going to be you know, we're talking about everything. We're going to talk about homeownership. We're going to talk about a little bit about mortgages. We know that's boring. Yeah, that gets uh, yeah, it, uh, super exciting. But the uh, uncensored part, that is us. That is you get us raw for however yes. long this podcast is. We're going to try and keep them to about 20 minutes. But we are not going to edit, people. No editing. No editing. Um, we want to keep this show real, so we're going to... Be communicating through a lot of storytelling. Um, that's what All In Uncensored means to me personally. Um, you know, like sharing personal experiences. Maybe uh, some of our guests can share some of their personal experiences, and hopefully, we can impart that onto our audience so that they can get a little bit better each day just by tuning in. Each day, one percent every 1% day. One percent better every day. Um, so, some of the guests that who are some of the guests that our audience should expect on this show. I know I'm excited. I'm really excited. Yeah. We uh, we sat down last weekend, a little coffee, coffee Saturday morning coffee. And, uh, and our fall flannel, by the way. Oh, yeah. First day of fall, raining cats and dogs, but it was great. Pictures on Instagram. Yeah. We look like the best. Oops. Woo. Hey. Whoa. Getting a little oh. too crazy in Hello. here already. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ryan Hills from RE Source. Uh, he's going to be probably our first guest. Um Really excited about him. He's had his own show for now 15 years. I just saw I am super excited about that. that. Um, he has some amazing content. Um, check him out. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna have people from the industry. We're gonna have real estate agents um, from across the board. Ours, others from out of states. Uh, I've been talking to some people. You know, just want to give you an oversight of not only local but yeah, afar. Yeah, um, some of the guests I'm excited about. Um, just different aspects of homeownership. So, you know, what do you do after you buy a home for those that are new to homeownership? Um, there's a lot of maintenance involved with being a homeowner. So knowing the right people to help making sure that you're taking care of uh, deferred maintenance on your home so you don't run into big issues later on. So everything from roofers to landscapers, anything that might be of interest to our audience, we're always taking feedback on that. Um, and then for me personally, I'm super excited about having guests on our show. They're going to be talking about personal development and mindset. Uh, inspirational stuff. Inspirational <laughs> stuff. Like one of my guests that I'm looking forward to, um, I still haven't talked to him about it yet, but I'm just going to put it out there. Yeah. Uh, so my friend Ron Alford, uh, he is a coach with Southwestern Consulting, and he's also an ultra marathoner. Like I am just, how does this, how does somebody run over 100 miles in 30 hours? I My mind is blown. I can't wait to get him on here to share what that mindset was like to get through that race. I think it's going to provide a lot of perspective for some folks. Not going to lie to you. I don't, I don't know how somebody runs one mile right now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're definitely looking forward to that. So um, the content, what content are you looking forward to getting out to our audience so we can empower them, aside from just stuff about homeownership? You know, again, like you said, 
the content I'm looking forward to, mostly looking forward to, is is not really the home ownership stuff. It's it's having having people on that are that are the best in their in their in their craft. Like right. one of the people I'm super excited about that he said he's will come on oh, is Walter Jones. I oh my gosh, as a Seahawks fan, I am so tickled that he's coming on our show. This is going to be fantastic. And you know, we just want to talk to him about mindset and I haven't talked to him about this, but we want to talk to him about, you know, what the mindset was growing up and getting through, you know, everything that he had to sacrifice to get to the top and be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, like I'm sure that's he had amazing. to give up uh probably he didn't binge a lot of Netflix. He probably, you know, had a lot of um priorities, different priorities than most folks to get to where he's at and I'm looking forward to learning more about that and how we can apply it to our business even. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know, so. right now, uh, it, real estate's a pretty tough time right now. Inventory's really low. Um, people are struggling, you know, in, in our personal business as loan officers, over 50% of loan officers nationally are out of the business. And that number is only growing every day. Yep. And we expect a lot of people to non-renew this year coming into next year. So, I mean, we're we're in historical times as far as the lending and real estate industry go. And I'm honestly just happy to be along for the ride. And this is exciting for us right now. We're we're kicking some ass. Yes, we are. We're, we're not doing, we're not doing too shabby. Right. Have some exciting things coming. Yeah. I mean, again, like what we want our audience to know is less than 10% of our content will be mortgage related because that's just, Unless you're really nerded out on the, on like loan programs and stuff, I mean it's kind of a boring topic. But we will have reference points to our uh, business website with uh, tutorial videos to give all the information you could possibly ever want about loans, loan programs, etc. So we've got that, and then we really just want to try to encompass all aspects of homeownership on this program and create content about mindset, success development, and personal development. So. We're really looking forward to that part of it. I think mindset is huge these days. You know, we went through a really tough time with COVID and it really oh, messed up a huge. lot of people's minds. And getting your mind right and your grind tight <laughs> is, uh, as our friend Mateen Cleves says, is is really important, yeah. um, especially these days, probably more than ever. Yes. Um, all ages are struggling. All, all, Not all businesses, but I mean, our business right now. People are struggling. Yes. Finding People. deals is, is not an easy thing. You have to shift with the market and try new things. And adapt. Yes, absolutely. So I want to dig a little bit more, and I know you do too, about who we are so our audience kind of gets to know us a little bit better, other than just a couple of mortgage guys doing a podcast show. Absolutely. We'll so, start with you. Oh, start with me this time? Yeah, let's go. Okay. So who is Brian Taylor? Well, uh, I was born in Albany, Oregon. My parents, Earl and Kathy Taylor. My dad was a school teacher, believe it or not. And my mom worked for a, an accounting firm. Nice. Yep. So my dad really stressed education and always trying to perform at the level I was capable of. So I really learned a lot from him and he had tremendous work ethic. They both did. Yeah. So I really picked up a lot of that from them. Uh, I've got two younger sisters and I, I have a story a little bit later about me and my younger sisters and how it ties into sales. It's pretty fun. Right on. Um, but yeah, so that's where I came from. Um, what got me into mortgages, I really started out, believe it or not, I graduated with a degree in geology and a minor in music. So from rock to Bach, as somebody once said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I so I did that career. I was working in civil engineering, um, working on school projects and stuff like that and housing developments. And, but I really I started reading wealth building books like Robert Kiyosaki yeah. and some of these others. And that's, that's going to come into mind also. Yeah. And 
I, I was really drawn to real estate as a wealth building vehicle. And so initially in the early 2000s, I got licensed as a real estate agent, believe it or not. Did that for a few years, part-time on the side, got to learn the business and then realized I was really math oriented and had a knack for numbers. So then I shifted over into the finance side of things and ended up taking a big leap, leaving my geology job behind and going full bore into lending, which at that time, as you know, pre 2008, there was some crazy stuff going on in the lending world. And it was really hard because it, it was just a wacky time and if you had we, a we have another show five eighty score yeah you're getting a loan that's that, and it, it wasn't right and that's the that's why we got in the problems we had yeah and i mean we'll have a, we'll have another show about uh i've got a really great story about that that um there's no no greater form of communication than storytelling so we have a lot of stories about our experiences early on in the mortgage industry which is going to be cool yeah um so yeah i mean I guess uh, the other thing I want to talk about is um, what I want people to know about me and my approach to my business. I had a friend once tell me, whatever it is that you do, if you lead with a servant's heart, you'll never go wrong. And I'm thinking, okay, this guy's getting biblical on me. <laughs> like, oh, no, is he going to invite me to like some prayer group or something? But that wasn't the case. Like, All that aside, what he really meant was if you do right by others every day and you try to help them be better and get into a better position than before you met them, then you're doing your job. Don't chase the money. If you just chase helping people and being a servant leader, the money will come. The money will come. And yeah. that's how I've operated my business uh, since I got relicensed in the industry from day one. And it served me well, honestly. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Yep. Now, what about you? Tell me tell me about you, Ryan. Ryan Byers. What, what do you want the audience to know? Born in Seattle, Washington. Uh, lived in Seattle for my whole youth all the way until I was 18 years old. Um, did a lot of things. I was an outdoors guy. I um, played pretty much every sport I possibly could. Um, what was your favorite sport? My favorite sport growing up was basketball. And then it transitioned into uh, wakeboarding. And I got really good at wakeboarding and uh, started doing tournaments around the just kind of local around the state. Holy crap. That's awesome. Got uh, I had a couple sponsorships and I was riding five or six days a week in Washington State and if you know what that's like it's it's not fun in the winter but I have mm-hmm. I have pictures of us launching the boat in the snow oh jeez and uh, you know we're out there in our dry suits all bundled up and we just we'd get after it and we had a lot of fun Th- those that's were some awesome, really really fun uh, good years um, I'm the oldest of five I've got three brothers and a sister. Uh, my parents still married. Hi, mom, dad. Yeah, mine too. Hi, mom and dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, mortgage career path for me um, r- really started. I was a truck driver right out of high school. This is such a cool story, by the way. I, Family business. Cool. Um, worked the docks for a while. Drove truck for a few years. Uh, my wife was in Bible study with a lady, and uh, I met her husband, who was a mortgage broker, and he got me into the business. And that was uh, 2003. And and honestly, um, I read a book just a few months earlier, and it was Robert Kiyosaki. Same and it book. Was, it was uh, uh, just rich dad, poor dad. It was rich dad, poor dad, but and it was it was the a mindset change for yeah. me that was completely different. So I was exploring. I actually wasn't ex- exploring new things. I just had an open mind. And um, the opportunity was presented to me, and I was like, yeah, I mean, I'll try it. I'm, I'm pretty good with people. I, I like people. I can talk. I love numbers. Um, got into the business. 
and we had a little we had a little refi boom there. I remember my boss telling me he goes call everybody you know with a, a mortgage loan of two hundred thousand dollars or more, and tell them you'll do five and a quarter percent with no fees as a refinance. I was like, bro, I don't even own a house. I don't know what that means. He goes, <laughs> just get on the phone. They'll know what it means. So the first so month trial by fire really for it you. was trial by fire. Yeah. I got on the phone. First month I did eleven loans. Dude, and I was like, like if that if you this did that in this market, you'd be like top one percent in the country right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought this was crazy, but my mindset was still changing, and I couldn't wrap my head around the commission only thing and running running my own business. Yeah, that, basically, that is scary, isn't it? So I quit. Oh no, I did my eleven loans. I got paid on them. I actually, you know, almost made as much on those eleven loans as I did a whole year truck driving. Um, but I quit. I was freaked out. I couldn't I couldn't wrap my head around not having a paycheck and not punching in and punching out every day. Fast forward a year and a half. Um, January 1st, 2005, I put in a leave of absence at the trucking company and I started full time in this lovely business we're in. And I and and I do love it. I the thing that I love the most about this business is the helping of people. Yes, I, I love to help people. And to the extent of, you know, even if I'm not going to do your loan, I'll help you go beat up another lender. That's kind of fun for me. <laughs> like, I, it's ridiculous, and I don't get paid for that. But it's it's my love of, of helping people it's is educating super them. fun, and I, I do love to educate. And, yes. Um, and again, it's that mindset of putting people in a better place than before they met you, even if it doesn't mean earning a buck on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, because we all know it, what goes around comes around. I help them now. They're going to remember that. Maybe I get their next loan. Maybe they maybe they really like my advice and they send their family and friends to me. Yeah, maybe they refer their Uncle Bob to you, which, uh, by the way, I have three Uncle Bobs. Three Uncle Bobs? Three Uncle Bobs, yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Bob one, Bob two, Bob three. Yeah, How'd you keep them straight? I don't know straight? if anybody can match that, but I've got three. <laughs> I don't have any Uncle Bobs. <laughs> Dude, that is so rad. I uh, What a good story about how you got into the business and just... Like you got thrown right into it and just started. Got thrown in. I yeah. literally had no clue what I was doing. Zero. Dude. And even those 11 loans, I couldn't even tell you, you know, I, I had a, I had a great processor at the time and she, she just says, you know, here's an application, have them fill it out, get a shoot at the time. I mean, documentation was so low at that time. Yeah. I, I, get a pay stub and uh, their mortgage statement, and we'll yeah. get them through. And make and, sure they have a pulse in their breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Pull credit, get them through, and and that was that back then. We we yeah. don't have that same s- system now. No, and it's probably better that we don't. It's definitely better. Yeah. Um, so speaking of sales, I mean, you kind of told us a little story about sales, but what I want to know is a memorable experience or story at the very start of your sales career. It could be something all the way back from childhood or yeah. whatever. But For me, it definitely was childhood. I remember, um, and we've talked about this, and yours, some of this is going to be similar, <laughs> but, um, you know, as a child wanting to wanting to make some money and not knowing what to do, you know, of course, I mowed lawns and I did things like that, but, and that is sales. That is door-to-door. Actually, you know, it really I, is. I'd go door-to-door and I'd say, can I mow your lawn for $15? And they'd be like, absolutely. It's a mess out there. Get after it. I didn't know what I was getting myself into. I didn't really like that job. Um but you know some other things I did, school drives, selling selling uh, 
newspaper or not newspapers um, magazine subscriptions ma- magazine subscriptions I sold candy bars to go to band camp exactly <laughs> um, collecting newspapers and aluminum cans and then take them to recycle I remember in our basement we had a big open um, storage area and along the wall I would have newspapers stacked four feet high 20 feet across three rows deep and um, you know I'd collect them for a few months and then we'd take them down and I think Shoot, at that time, we were getting like maybe a half cent per pound for newspaper. Um, aluminum cans, I would have bags and bags and bags. My dad made a uh, uh, a pop can crusher, and, um, you know, so they weren't so bulky. And I'd just fill up black bags, and we'd take them in and, and make a little money there. And that was that was the start of my sales, and I didn't even know it back then. That, I was, it, I was like, just being me. That's crazy because I have a very similar story. So my sister, Michelle, my sister's Michelle and Amy and I really wanted a trampoline in the yard, which yeah. your son's a trampoline artist, which he, is kind of crazy. He is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so my parents said, well, uh, you guys have to figure out ways to earn money and we'll go halvesies on it with you. But if you can come up with half the money, we'll come up with the other half. So, um, again, picture... Picture it just raining cats and dogs. Uh, we're taking these leaf bags and making makeshift ponchos. So my dad's cutting a hole in the corner. We're wearing them like hoods and put our arms through. And we're out there in the in the pouring down rain with a red radio flyer wagon. Yeah. And we're going door to door, literally door to door sales, asking for newspapers. And all of our neighbors thought we were cute. So they started saving them for us. But um, just picture a pile three or four feet high on this radio flyer wagon. My sister Amy's like sitting on top, holding it down. My sister Michelle pushing from behind and me dragging it. I mean, we did this week in and week out until we had a ton at a time. And it was $75 a ton at our recycling plant. Yeah, I don't remember how much we were getting, but $75 a ton. I know we collected at least two tons because we went out there a couple of times. That's awesome. Uh, Soda cans, lemonade stands. So we just, we had a very entrepreneurial spirit because we really wanted that dang trampoline. And by gosh, we earned it. And that was such a a great memory for me and really i think for me that was like my origin story for sales yes going around collecting newspapers with my sisters and it's door to door yeah i mean it's something i haven't done for a long time in this business but i i have done door-to-door sales in this business i've gone and knocking doors and and as an adult it's different as a kid you don't know any better yeah you're fearless i i wish us as adults would think like that yeah like be fearless. What what are they going to say? No, are they going right. to kick you after the property? So what? You didn't care as a kid. You go to the next door. And it's interesting. Like all of our future episodes we're going to be doing on mindset, really kind of speaks to that. Like how it kids does. are carefree and they just have the right attitude towards things. And we as adults have to unlearn all of our bad habits so that we can kind of get back in that mindset. Absolutely. To, to find success. It's that's yeah. pretty crazy. So. As far as like your early sales experience with what you did, how do you think that's influenced you with your mortgage career now? What did that teach you? Well, I mean, it did teach me to, you know, take the nose as as a positive. You know, I think that sounds funny, but the more nose you get just means the closer to a yes you are. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, whether it's trying to recruit real estate agents whether it's um, talking to a client and, you know, they beat you up, up on rate or, or their Uncle Bob does loans and he has to go, you know, he, he's forced to go to Uncle Bob and get a loan. Um, you know, you just, you think like a kid sometimes and you yep. don't even realize it and you, you get after it and you get those no's, but you just, you just move on. Yeah. You just, yeah, you, 
you just have uh, you don't remember the nose. You just keep pushing forward. It's interesting for me. What I kind of take away from that now in my career is I don't look at the end result of what we did. Um, yeah, we got the trampoline. I don't remember how many how many newspapers we collected, how many trips to the recycling plant we made, honestly. But I do remember the joy of doing this with my sisters and the process of it. So that's really what I've taken away from it is finding joy in the process of building a business and doing loans for people and not necessarily looking at the end result, which is typically a paycheck or somebody getting into their home. Absolutely. Really fun, really honing in on the joy in the process. So you talked about building a business. Why don't you talk a little bit about what we're doing right now? Okay. So our business, well, first, before we talk about the business we're building, let's kind of recap where we came from and where we're at now. So why don't you tell me, so what's the difference between retail mortgage banking and wholesale Ooh. mortgage banking? This is this is a hot topic. This is a hot topic. Well, it's a hot topic for us because uh, I, I've been in the business for almost 19 years now. 18 of the 19 years I was in retail and I didn't know any different. Um, I was always told being in retail that, you know, mortgage brokers, wholesale, uh, they can't close loans on time. I've heard that too. They, you don't have control of your underwriter. I've you, heard that too. You do. Um, retail, unfortunately, they just have a lot of overhead, a ton of overhead. Yep. And, and where that goes ultimately is to the client. Yeah. And not to say that the retail mortgage banking platforms don't have great technology, uh, great people. They really do. I mean, they was, really do. Yeah. The, one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make from a career perspective was leaving the people and my team on the retail side and making the leap over to the broker side, it was a huge leap of faith and it was tough leaving people who had grown to become family. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, I give all my success to the team that I had around me. Yes. Um, the things that I learned from them are priceless. Honestly, I think if you're a brand new loan officer coming in, um, you have to, ha you have to go to a place that has a team and will show you things. If you go in blind, this isn't, it's it's yeah. not an easy job. You don't just you don't just jump in and know what you're doing. That's correct. Yeah. So it's all about the team. Yep. And and we've been fortunate to have an amazing team to bring us to where we are now. Yep. So to our former team out there, we love you guys. Love you guys. Wish you, wish you the best. Um, but getting to what where wholesale is a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so yeah the the retail model, there's a lot of people that need to take a cut. And so the way that they do this is they build margins into the rate. So sometimes you'll see certain mortgage companies have higher rates than others. Um, it's because of the margin that they have to build into that to cover all their overhead. So the brick and mortar locations, all of their full-time staff, like everything that goes into getting a loan done for a client, um, you know, they have a lot of stuff that the expenses they have to cover. Yeah. Now, whereas on our side, we're going direct to the wholesale pricing and then our margins are significantly lower. So we're able to take what I feel is cost savings and pass that on to the borrower, the client. Absolutely. And that's that's for me. That's where I struggled the most leaving retail is um, I I had a great team and everybody around me is great. And my borrowers had a great experience, but I knew like deep down that my clients weren't getting the best deal that the market had to offer. And that ultimately was the biggest kind of tipping point for me, especially as a mar as we started getting margin compression. Yeah. Or in layman's terms, the market started getting tight and lending standards got harder. Um, well, well going to wholesale, that's that's what I see the most. Um, you know, when you're retail, you're, you have one company. You get yeah. rates from one place. We now have 50-plus places that we can go yes. and get rates. And we actually see the margin, margin compressions of – 
individual companies. Yes. And the benefit of going other places is when one company has margin compression, another company might not. So we can shop we can shop for the client internally and and get them the best deal when you know if you're at a bank or retail, yeah. they just have it's a one one stop. Yeah. Like it's and all then, they have. And then to the to the argument that mortgage brokers don't have a technology platform. Well, I'm here to tell you, I I was one of those people that thought that and believed it. And my mind was blown after I made the transition this last December over to the broker wholesale side. The, the tech, the fintech that's behind everything that we're doing is mind blowing. Um, it's helped me uh, really streamline my process and really automate a lot of things that helps me better serve my clients. When I'm having to spend less time uh, doing task-oriented items, and I have more time to spend communicating with the client on the phone. Which or, is your job. Which is my job. Uh, I feel more, I have the ability to be more of a consultant to them uh, with this new tech platform that we're embracing right now. Yeah. Don't you feel that? Absolutely. I, the tech has been absolutely amazing. The uh, The support that we've, that we've had is incredible. You know, every company has their own account rep, and, um, you know, instead of having one person to help you've got 50 people if you have a question um to get deals done it's just it's awesome you might be on the phone you know trying to figure out what company's best for for an individual client because there no two loans are the same i'm sorry like not at all no and that's why this is really still is a people business for as much automation and uh technology we have it's still ultimately a people business these technological advances are just helping us better serve our clients on the on the people side or the human side of things, which is why I really love where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as far as our business goes, now that we've made this leap, it's safe to say we can go ahead and let people know what we're about to do. Let's do it. Yeah. So Ryan and I are forming a branch. So we will be co-branch managing our own branch of home trust loans. And I can't be more excited about this move we're making right now. I can't either. I am so excited. Um, to be honest with you, I've had so many thoughts of how um, I wanted things run, and it's it's hard to do when you're not the manager. And now Brian and I work really well, well together. We bounce things off each other. If one person doesn't like it, you know, we communicate and we talk about stuff. Yeah, and Collab- everything we collaboration do is- and. The, the one word that I really want to stress here, that's all my notes that I want to talk about, transparency. Huge word. Yeah, huge word. Absolutely. Like you and I, 100% transparent. We we tweak our model as we go. We bounce ideas off each other. Or we give each other honest feedback. And we get that transparency with home trust loans. And we get that transparency with our account execs, with our lending partners. We're in the right place. Like we've made a move and uh, I couldn't be happier. I mean... I, I miss the people that we work with for sure. Um, I was with basically the same group for almost 18 years and um, I miss the camaraderie there, but you know, moving forward, I'm super excited about what we have going. Um, yeah. We are starting our own branch. We've already hired on our first loan officer. Yes. Uh, it's really excited Shout about out that. to Anthony Iverson. Anthony Iverson, uh, our little millennial buddy, he jumps in and-, and Oh, he's just kicking. He, I'm gonna say he's kicking ass. He is kicking ass. Yeah. He's like, hey, just send this to me and I'll do it for you. Yeah. Okay. Um, and and what I mean by that, like, he's on the he's got a different tech mind than I, than we do. Yeah. Um, we just got a new CRM and he just jumped in. And he's like, 
hey, send me a list of all the agency you work with, and I'll put them in for you. And I, I, I jump in, and I'm like, uh, where did yeah. you do I'm that? Like I want to learn be, this. Be, 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 be. I'm like, dude, like he is so on it. And that's where I feel like um, our industry as a whole has kind of discounted the millennials and Gen Zers. Um, you know, there's kind of been this like this weird rift between the boomers and then those uh, younger generations. I feel like we're in a way bridging the gap between those two generations. We're bridge- bridging yeah. the gap. We're I got both Gen Xers. The other yeah. day. You what? Somebody called me a boomer the other day. What? Uh, it was Instagram. It was a comment that he made, and yeah, I was yeah. like, "Sorry, bro, yeah, not not there yet." Yeah, and that's how we also feel we're bridging the gap. Um, we we believe that uh, the millennial and Gen Z generations uh, have a lot to offer, and we have a lot to learn from them. And Anthony's a good example of that. Um, he's he's got a tech mind; he understands stuff better than Ryan and I do. So we're we're just gonna let let him go and do his thing and we're going to support him 100 percent and um, we're going to learn from him and he's learning from us uh, yeah you know some of the other side stuff and it's it's we want to empower new people like anthony's anthony's our first but we want to empower anybody that comes to work with us yes um we're in one of the we're in one of the toughest markets in the last 30 years and honestly in my opinion one of the best times to become a new loan officer is right now Absolutely. If you're with the right team and you yes. can learn the business and you might not make a little money starting off, um, but man, it's called market share. Yep. You go grab market share right now and when this turns, um, be prepared to scale and it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be life changing for a lot of people. Again, you know, that's that's my heart of, of wanting to help people. Um, not only my clients, not only my re- referral partners, but I want to build a branch and help our loan officers grow in themselves. Yeah, and be able to invest in passive income streams. I want them to be able to have a real estate investment portfolio. And this this is right here in my notes. Um, we're excited to empower other loan officers to grow. And yeah. these are some of the reasons why. Like we don't, look, would it be great to be a $100 million a year uh, producer, which is just top, probably top 1% of loan originators in the United States, or maybe even top half percent. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fantastic. But even more than that, I at, on a 12-month average, I'd like to do it just to prove to myself I can do it, but I don't want to do that every year. No. I, I want to be able to know how to do it I, I would rather empower other people. Yeah. I would rather pour into my team and help them get to five, six, seven million dollars a month in loan volume. Absolutely. Yeah. And then we just help them help them with their growth, their production. Um, you know, if they need more team members to help that them grow more, if they're motivated enough to do that, we're here to help all of that. Yeah. And that, that reminds me, uh, one of the guests I'm also excited about is getting Sean Lee from our corporate office on, on our podcast. He's going to be fun. Yeah. Cause he, he's, this guy is awesome. He is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I can't um, wait. So, I wanted to ask you, I I put this in the notes to ask you this because I'm curious what you think. So as far as long-term vision of how we can impact the communities that we do business in, what do you see that? How do you see that um, playing out? Man, long-term impact is really teaching people the the process and everything and, and, and being a teacher instead of just being an order taker being a teacher and what I mean by that is you know if you're in the loan process with me we're going to sit down we're going to strategize yep. it's not just a single transaction for me you you are a lifelong client to me 
It's the same with our referral partners, whether yeah, it's a real estate 100%. agent, a CPA, a financial planner. Like, I want you as a lifelong referral partner and be a friend so we can help people. I think I think to me that's 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 my long term vision is to be a teacher. I, I love teaching people things and and helping them out to to help them grow and you know honestly view view the process different and view how they look at home ownership different. I totally agree. And the other thing too is really trying to do more in our underserved communities. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that really uh, got me excited, and I've actually used this loan already once, um, is uh, these 1% down loans for underserved communities where people's income may, may be at below 80% of area median, where maybe they don't make as much and can't necessarily afford as much, but we do have programs to help these people out. And so, you know, being able to plug into what we have available and to at least get the message out there that we have, there, help is here. Help is here. Yeah. Yeah. And we, so we, we do everything we can to help people get into homeownership. Doesn't matter what area of the state it, or wherever we're licensed. It's just, it's all about helping people. And again, that goes back to, you know, the wholesale side of things. We have 50 different companies that we can send yeah. things to. And, you know, you were talking about the 1% down program. That's that's just with one company we have. That's just one company, yeah. We have multiple other companies that have their own programs to help people with home ownership, especially in this market right now we're in, where home ownership is, honestly, it's the least affordable it's ever been. Yeah. Well, we're going to we're gonna try to change that. Yes. So I've, I've got some final thoughts here. So I think what we're both trying to do on this show is just bring a, a ton of fun and excitement to the show. Uh, we want to pour into you as our audience and help you guys get 1% better every day uh, by plugging in. And I think just sharing stories is going to be a key form of communication throughout our podcast. So you can expect... You know, the guests we have on the show, they're going to be telling a lot of stories about their personal experiences, and hopefully that relates to you guys, our audience, uh, so that can maybe help you navigate some tough times in your life and, and put a positive spin on things. Yeah. I would say uh, don't forget to uh, follow us next week. Yes. We are going to dive into attitude, daily habits, developing a, a winning mindset. Um, this is going to be a fun episode. I, we're both like... Listen, guys, we are both like right at the beginning of a process of a, of forming new daily habits. And it's it's hard. It's a grind. But we're going to share our struggles with you as we uh, conquer this and and really make this part of our daily habits. And we hope that as we progress throughout this journey and we can just give updates as our podcast shows go on. Absolutely. About how it's going with some of the things that we're we're working on. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's going to be fun. I'm really excited. Yeah. Really excited. Yeah, this is going to be great. So um, make sure you guys subscribe to our show. Uh, we have a bunch of different platforms that our show is going to be airing on. So we've got Spotify, Apple, YouTube, iHeartRadio, uh, Google, and we will have our own YouTube and Instagram pages too. So we're going to have maybe some shorter clips that you guys can just plug in and reference. And yeah, as we move on throughout the show, please drop comments or send us some messages of what what other content you might like to see from us so that we can empower you our audience to be better every day let's go it's another great day it's another great day